Fifty States of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences. Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. Admitted to the Union on May 11th, 1858. This state has a beautiful history. When you visit a place like this, you imagine yourself being in a lush forest area, beautiful landscapes and weather that could be, well, extremely cold. And if you're not used to it, could be a little overwhelming. But there is one thing that holds a deep, dark secret in Minnesota. Lake Superior. In the Great Lakes region, there are an estimated 10,000 shipwrecks. Lake Superior is home to 350 of them. Now, it wouldn't be common knowledge for anybody in the rest of the United States to look onto Minnesota and think that this is a graveyard for ships. But unfortunately, it is. One, notably, is the SS Edmund Fitzgerald. Launched June 8th, 1958, it was the largest ship in North America's Great Lakes, and thusly the largest ship to have sunk. It was a freighter. Imagine the size of this ship. And on November 10th, 1975, Lake Superior took with it a crew of 29. And every year on November 10th, a beacon light on Split Rock Lighthouse in honor of the crew that were lost is lit. This is one of many ships to have met their demise to Lake Superior. And we can only imagine the souls that are still left in the deep, dark, cold waters of Lake Superior. So the next time you turn on your radio and you hear that classic Gordon Lightfoot tune, Remember the Edmund Fitzgerald. Welcome to Minnesota. And welcome back to the second official mini-sode of 50 States of Terror. We were thrilled to have people reach out and vote, whether that was officially on our Patreon page or whether that was via text message or direct message. It was great to hear from you. Today we are in the state of Minnesota. Yep, state of Minnesota. Now, when you think of Minnesota, are you considering it the uh, northern United States or the Midwest. <laughs> Look, I this has been a hot take debate between some friends of ours that are from that area. 
I am from Missouri and I consider Missouri and the states immediately around Missouri to be the Midwest. When I moved to Texas, I was told that anything north of Texas is considered north. So when you get so far north as Michigan, Minnesota, those states, like that's hella north. And when I hear people refer to places like Minnesota as the Midwest, I'm just like, it's not even, it's not even, no, like Midwest is halfway to the West. That is Tornado Alley. That is the Midwest. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot rationalize that something so close to Canada is not considered a Northern state, but considered a Midwestern state. Now, yeah, I've, I've always considered anything above um let's i think oklahoma is a good bet and that's going to mid west and then anything above like missouri is northern america so that's 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 what i've always considered as just like northern america uh mexico is northern america too but we're not even gonna throw that in there All right. Well, the way that our mini-sodes work, just in case this happens to be the first episode you stumbled upon, we are going to introduce three separate cryptids. It'll be a snapshot, a sneak peek, a short, bite-sized episode, and then you get to choose which one we talk about for our full-length episode, which will come out next week. That's right. The little bit of a twist is we've already recorded next week's episode. We are confident we know which one you want to hear about. But if we're wrong, what happens? Well, if we are wrong, then you get episode bonus number two and get a full length episode on the one that you wanted to hear. But if I'm right, then I get a point. And when I get five points, I get to do a bonus episode outside of the states, outside the realm of the rules we have created. And I get to do an episode on anything I want. So if I decide that I want to do, I don't know, did we actually make a rule if it had to be cryptid related? I could probably do a true crime ghosty story. We did not make a rule. So this is like one of those things that you can go off the rails and you can pick whatever you want. And it'd be all good. Hey, what are rules if we can't break them? Anyway, let's get into our first cryptid. Cryptid number one. This cryptid is ripped straight from the sources, such as the lyrics of the Odyssey, to the front pages of Minnesota headlines. Do you know what it might be? Ooh, but I don't know, but I'm getting anxious. Mermaids. Oh, dang. Now, I think it was in our very first episode, I made a clear point to say that I do not believe that mermaids are cryptids. But over the course of recording all these episodes, I have grown a little bit more lenient about what I feel is or is not a cryptid, I think. That's fair. Hominid creatures or other half-human-like creatures can't be dismissed just because they aren't covered in fur like our main man, Sassy. So many claims and questions have been brought forward that the NOAA... NOAA. Okay, I know you did some work with them with your different federal positions. So NOAA actually has a formal page dedicated to a brief but true and real webpage and statement 
that was issued on behalf of the government that can quickly be summed up by its very first line of the article, which says no evidence of aquatic humanoids has ever been found. (laughs) Now, I was shocked to see just how many people actually believe that mermaids are real and that we just simply haven't discovered them yet. They say there's only so much of the ocean that we've really been able to discover and explore. So there's a lot to unpack. But this specifically is coming up for Minnesota because there was a video that was circulating that was taken with a cell phone camera by an Australian tourist. And I just want to know why you would leave Australia to go to Minnesota. (laughs) This Australian tourist identified himself as Mackie and he allegedly stumbled upon an investigation of sorts to which he reports that there were government officials blocking off a section of the shoreline and he witnessed and he recorded officials dragging a mer person from the water. Now I've seen the video and they are in full hazmat suits like bright yellow sci-fi movie hazmat suits and they pull it from the water, put it on a stretcher and you do see a green tail hanging out of like the body bag no way but i mean it's very shaky and it's better acting than what i've seen on other hoaxy videos but i don't have a a whole lot of faith in it especially when animal planet did an entire mockumentary on mermaids and if this was a big fad for a while but There were some TikTok debates earlier this year, actually, not even six months ago, about the presence of mermaids in Africa. You have absolutely no idea how angry I was when I found out that it was a mockumentary. (laughs) I'm not even surprised. (laughs) Cryptid number two. Anthony, what does Jimmy Stewart, the FBI... The Vietnam War, the Siberian coast, a deep freezer in Hong Kong, and the Smithsonian have in common. Uh, I would venture to say they're all government conspiracies. You know, actually, that's not too far off. (laughs) They are all part of the elaborate and ever-changing backstory and development of the Siborsky creature, a.k.a. (laughs) the Minnesota Iceman. Oh, that's awesome. So the Minnesota Iceman was a sideshow display, essentially, at its base. Now, this is one of many crypto hominids. Hominid refers to any member of the primate family. So this is going to include humans and all of our fossil ancestors. A crypto hominid would be a member of the family that is yet to be proven or disproven to exist. This would be Bigfoot, Yetis, Stone Giants, Momo, etc. So I want you to picture this, Anthony. Okay. Imagination Station. I have my ticket ready. Awesome. Homo Pongoides. Okay. That is the official scientific name. Okay, that wasn't really what you were supposed to picture, but I got really excited because I think I said that right. So he was (laughs) approximately six foot tall covered in hair that is between three, four inches long, and he is proverbial meat popsicle. 
He has one arm seemingly dislocated and at an uncomfortable angle across his body. The other hand is placed down near his hip, near his exposed... mm, If he was a Bigfoot, it might be his little foot. Okay. (laughs) If you get what I mean. This frozen creature was toted around to different fairs, malls, carnivals, and was once even detained by the Canadian government, allegedly, because concerns were raised as to whether or not this was a missing link of human history or actually a murder victim in an icy coffin. Ooh, okay. Now, while this cryptid is widely regarded as a hoax since its initial appearance in the 60s, at the time, many serious and well-respected individuals were convinced that it was authentic. The Smithsonian itself was attempting to get their hands on it. And the last that I could find, it was actually transported and purchased to an Austin museum that could only naturally be named the Museum of the Weird. Oh, hell yeah. Now, just to cover a couple of the other things I mentioned in my initial question, some people think that Jimmy Stewart was the original owner of this monster, man, thing. The story has changed several times as to whether or not it was found by a Russian seal ship off the Siberian coast, where others say that a Japanese whaling ship took it, but they actually found it in a deep freezer facility in Hong Kong. Whereas even other stories say that the man who's taking it around saying that it's not actually his, that it belongs to a benefactor, that it meets the descriptions of an Asian Yeti. An Asian Yeti. Okay. And was shot during Vietnam, which is why its arm is in such a odd angle. And then it was frozen and then shipped back to the United States. Oh, wow. Cryptid number three. Now you might be noticing a trend because our third and final cryptid, our snapshot bite size edition, is once again going to be a bipedal, human resembling cryptid. All right. Our final cryptid is trolls. <laughs> I love trolls. And no, not the comment section, but just trolls in general. Now, this is quite different than a lot of the stories we've been doing on our last stretch of episodes. Sure. Because this one does not have native roots. Oh. Specifically, when you get into these northern states, and I say northern, not midwestern, When you get into these northern states, you get a lot of Scandinavian descent. You get a lot of Eastern European and you get a lot of those like, you know, colder climates or what you would really like feel are colder climates. And I feel like they feel at home so far north because it's freaking cold up there. There is a folklorist who reports that she has seen several troll bodies throughout this area. Now that's gnarly. But is she just spinning tales? Author and Norwegian transplant to Minnesota, Lise Lungi Larsen, has a tagline of troll expert, dragon slayer. But from her quotes and her articles, it seems pretty likely that she actually does truly believe them to be real. She recounts an event in 2013 where she was paddling across Brule Lake. 
Does that name sound familiar? It does, actually. Yes, Etienne Brule. And on an island, she saw as she was paddling the remains of an alleged troll. And she says, quote, Honestly, there was this island, and there I saw this big dead troll. They die of old age, you know. They turn into these tree root things that are part stone, end quote. She even reportedly carries a petrified troll eyeball with her while she travels across the state, spinning her skeins of stories that she found while she was diving in one of the lakes. Now that is awesome. She said that she saw it and she dove down for it because it was like a very distinct white rock. So there are different ways that trolls, I would guess you would say decay or decompose. Instead of the body rotting away, they turn into gnarled tree roots or they turn into a burst of rocks or they can cause changes in the landscape. So whenever you get these large, unusual shapes, they're actually troll bodies. Oh, okay. But... Is she telling the truth? Does she really think that trolls are real? Or is she the ultimate troll? I believe her. Troll-o-lo-lo-lol. <laughs> do you remember those memes? I do. <laughs> well, our dear listeners, these are your three options. Do you want to hear about Mermaids of Minnesota? the Minnesota Iceman, or the Norwegian version of trolls that may be interjected into the landscape. And like always, please follow us and find out how to vote. Your vote matters because we're here for you. We absolutely are. We will have all of the details in the show description if you are interested in voting just check out the little text box you'll either see show notes show description read more there's usually some kind of quick little link wherever you catch your podcasts we'll put the link there directly you do not have to be a paid patreon member just go to the patreon page and follow the page and then you would be able to vote of course if you do join at any tier you do get double voting power. I was going to make a double your pleasure joke, but I won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you next week with the one I think you want to hear. And then if I'm proven wrong, you'll see me again the week after with the one you really did. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Do you need more 50 States of Terror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You can find us on Patreon, Facebook, and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. On Twitter, you can find us at 50 States Terror. You know, because of the character limit. <laughs> you can also email us directly at the50sot at gmail.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links via our link tree. We'll see you there. Yeah, you will. This episode was researched, written, and produced 
by Kaylee and Anthony Diaz. I mean, and we are the bosses. <laughs> that's that's like, true. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so worried about making rules, breaking rules when I am the rules. Yes, you are. Well, you we, are the we rule. are the rules. I, it is not just me, but like we are the rules.